Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Rock, flag, and eagle. All right, so Jay wanted to start it off with uh, the ever so classic Virginia Tech basketball coach uh, telling the students to stop cussing. Is that right? Yeah, I thought it was just kind of a funny – It's I guess it was kind of a busy week for coaches. We'll get into some more coaching stuff with the Texas, Texas Wesleyan baseball coach. <clears throat> but just classic Buzz Williams stopping the, the whole game against Duke. Um, huge win for, for Buzz Williams um, and his team. But just classic Buzz Williams stopping the entire game and going over to the mic and telling the student section to stop cussing um, because they're obviously doing the bullshit, bullshit chant at a foul. <laughs> And he goes over there. He has he has the audacity to go over and stop the game while Grayson Allen was at the free throw line and tell the student section, "Hey, quit cussing. Be classy." Guys, quit cussing. Quit cussing. Don't throw anything on the floor, regardless of what's happening. And then, okay, I was like, "Oh, that's that's pretty cool." I checked Twitter. Everybody's giving him so much props. You know, classy student in the game. And then. Two minutes later, less than two minutes later, he's sitting in a timeout, and I'm just seeing him cussing out his players you know, <laughs> six inches from the face. It's the most, it's the most hypocritical thing that he can have the audacity to tell his student section who's out there supporting him to quit cussing and then just turn around and cuss these 18-year-old kids. And this is why the sons of coaches are always the weirdest kids. Because can you imagine growing up with a father that's a coach? Because that's the ultimate coach thing. You know? Yeah. Like, hey, you, straighten up, be classy. Tuck in yeah, that shirt, stop cussing. And then all the while, he won't tuck in his shirt, and he'll be, like, dropping the F-bomb at his own wife. Yeah, yeah. No, I do have some respect for Buzz Williams because he does do a lot of cool stuff. Um, you know, he had the the players learn how to, like, stand for the flag for the national anthem and put their hands nice. over their heart. They had that, like, put in their practice. It's pretty nuts. But, no, yeah, coaches, it's a lot of hypocritical stuff. Same with the out-of-shape coaches that, that <laughs> yeah, like, run faster, run faster. It's like, 
Come on, <laughs> come on, you pussies! You can't make this. Yeah, like, really, coach. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just kind of hard to to take him seriously. So, do you think is he kind of like a Ron Swanson of a basketball coach? Um, I guess Ron Swanson. If Ron Swanson sweat through his shirts every single time, yeah, that's true. Because I do know Ron Swanson uh, was a big basketball fan, and he, oh, mm-hmm. he was a basketball coach. Remember that episode where he had the the pyramid of success. Totally. And uh, they, <laughs> where they only had like certain haircuts. Teamwork, very important. Equally important, selfishness. America, the only country that matters. Haircuts. There are three acceptable haircuts: high and tight, crew cut, buzz cut. So that's Ron Swanson, a uh, <laughs> basketball coach. Quit cussing. Um, speaking of buzz cuts, before we get off topic, uh, just want to, I don't know if you've been keeping up with Wisconsin basketball, but Brad Davison, freshman, uh, point guard for Wisconsin, dude's got a sick buzz cut. I've yeah. got a lot of faith. I've got a lot of faith in Wisconsin next year. He's going to be super hateable. Um, he just drains threes and he just plays that like white style basketball. He's six, three, got the buzz cut, not athletic at all. Um, yeah, I've got a ton of confidence in Wisconsin next year. I know they had down here this year, but all in on Brad Davison in Wisconsin next year. Did you look him up? Yeah. Oh, God, that kid's horrible. <laughs> yeah, no, he's got the God, sleeves. I hate that kid so much. <laughs> You're I, right. You're you. right. He's very hateable. Like, I feel like I would pick on that kid. And he just doesn't look like a good basketball player. But No, he does not have the body. He looks body like the kid shit. that definitely dominated, dominated high school basketball, and somehow he's just killing it. As a freshman this year, he dominated in like Iowa or something, where it's yep. all white yep. kids. Yeah, no, I hate that kid. But he does give me hope that like I could actually be a good basketball player, and I don't have the excuse of my body shape anymore. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, I guess that's just... kind of ruining it for me. Look out for uh, for Wisconsin. I know Duke's got some some potential uh, hateable guys for next year as well. Of course, once Grayson Allen leaves, it's going to be. But I already hate the there. fact that they signed the one, two, and three. So I mean, that's just—I know they're not your traditional Duke uh, hate players, but I hate the fact that they signed them. So I might hate. Yeah, those it's hard guys. to hate the one and done guys because they're just—they're just trying to stay that one year and make sure that no one yeah, hates them. That's true. That's a good point. Like yeah. I just got to get through the league. You don't have like, enough time to hate them. No, and you just kind of like you just kind of basking in their in their excellence you're like damn this dude is so good yeah it's kind of hard to hate him he doesn't go out and trip people no um so yeah i I don't think i'm gonna be hating any of the the one and done guys for duke next year maybe social media will change that i don't know but coach k is usually pretty good about that stuff so probably not yeah (laughs) yeah for sure speaking of coach k um i guess just speaking about coaches in general this whole wiretap thing is just nuts with yeah, Sean Miller. Uh, so it seems we, like it's kind of blown over. So we actually got uh, the exclusive. We we actually we managed to get our hands on the wiretap because people are talking about did he say it? Did he not? He's talking about suing uh, ESPN now. Um, so we have the exclusive though. Yeah, I don't know why we, didn't, why we didn't lead with this. I forgot that we got this. This yeah. is from one of our anonymous sources. Yeah. So if people want to hear it, uh, should we put it on? Uh, I guess. I mean, we could save it for another episode, but why not? Okay. Okay, we'll put it on. So, for all of our listeners, here is the truth. Here is the actual wiretap, so you can decide for yourself. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Uh, hello? Hey, is this Roy? Yeah, it's Roy. How are you doing? Good, good. Just got done, um, you know, out on the recruiting trail. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Getting getting my guys in. Uh, yeah. So, um, uh, you know that uh, DeAndre, DeAndre guy. Roy, why does it sound like you're you're reading off a piece of paper? No, no, no. Uh, you know that that kid that you're recruiting. I think we we were both kind of talking to him. You you're talking you, about DeAndre Ayton? DeAndre, yeah, DeAndre. Um, yeah, he's he's been committed to to us for for about two years now. Oh, is that right? Okay, I'm just I was just double checking on him. Um, you, you know, I, I wasn't sure how much he was worth if I had to put a let's say price tag on him. Um, if we were gonna put a price tag on him, what what's the price tag you'd probably put on him? Uh, I don't feel super comfortable talking about this over the phone. I, I don't know why you're. You're no, 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 no. Uh, remember, uh, you you told me you paid him. You, you paid that player. Like we pay all of our players. So uh, would you yeah, pay I him? We paid him, you know, a hundred thousand just to to get on the campus. But I don't know. <laughs> get out! I get out! All right. Well, uh, that's enough. That's uh, all right. Thank you. Thank. You. Bye. 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 All right. And so that was the actual wiretap. Groundbreaking stuff. Yeah. So um. I mean, it sounds like he said it, but uh, Sean Miller is now coming out with statements saying that he did not say that, and he there's rumors that he's going to file a lawsuit against ESPN for reporting it. Yeah, well, I hope he doesn't file a lawsuit on us because we actually just released it word for word, the the perfect transcript. Well, how is he going to file a lawsuit when it's just that is his voice? That's clearly Roy Williams talking. I mean. If that's not Roy Williams himself talking over a phone, then that's the best impersonation I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, so it sounds like Roy must have been contacted by the FBI first and yep. kind of held hostage as an informant. Yep. Needed to take someone else down or else he was going down himself. So, I mean, good on Roy. Yeah, he was like, okay, classy move not to take down Duke, first of all, because, you know, you could probably try to take down your rival. He didn't, classy. Um, he was like, look, I'll just take down a school that like nobody really cares about in the basketball community um, because they're out in Arizona. I think he just saw an easy target. I think Sean Miller's pretty easy out of trick. It sounded like it on the phone, too. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, he, he even knew Roy was reading off a piece of paper. <laughs> um, classic move for Roy to not know the name of the recruit either or to pronounce it wrong. That was good. Yeah, that's why he doesn't get the five stars. He just doesn't know who they are. Yeah. So, anyway, that was it. That was it for all of our listeners. They can enjoy that. Um, 
I'm sure there'll be some uh, some ESPN reports about that coming out soon. Hopefully they uh, cite us and give us some credit for that. Mm-hmm. I guess I was just thinking about this whole situation, and um, I know everybody's kind of getting pissed off because the reports don't have sources or they're just kind of unsubstantiated. And then it seems like all of the schools are just in this fight mode, um, not wanting to accept whatever the NCAA is going to come down and give them. Everybody's saying, you know, even if they hit us with a ban or something, um, like who cares? It's all worth it. And I don't know what's what's your take on the whole Louisville thing? Because if you were, I guess, if you were given the opportunity as a Houston fan in 2013, and the basketball guys came down and said. Before the season started, we'll give you a national championship, but in four years, we're going to take the banner away, We'll and you're going to be, I don't know, suspended from the NCAA for two years. So it, what, it's a little bit you, different at the University of Houston because we're not like a top program where we could bounce back. You know, like a two-year ban would destroy us. Um, and a two-year ban isn't what Louisville's got. I'm just thinking hypothetically. Right, right. If I was at a top school, I don't know, that's tough. That's tough, because if you're already at a top school, then you're like, uh, I don't care about 2013, we'll make a run at it 2014. Um, that is a tough question. I oh, that, You live with those memories forever. Yeah, Houston fans would probably like want to hang me for saying this, but I think I would take the deal. I think most people would take it. Yeah, like we've even never had a national, even with Five Slamma Jamma, we never had a national championship, thanks a lot, NC State. Um, so I think I would take it. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you're in the minority here, um, and that gets me to kind of my next point. It's that I understand the penalizing the past thing. Uh, in this case, it makes sense because it was in the past. But is this just going to be the thing from now on? Is that the NCAA is just so far behind in its investigation that we never actually penalize a school during the time? I know Ole Miss is kind of going through this right now, but um, it's always like, well, let's just why why would we hurt the the players that are there and never got to uh, and never actually were part of what was going on it's like i understand that but at a certain point you have to penalize the current the current situation you can't just always penalize the past or else it, no one's gonna be scared yeah um i forgot who, who poured my take was interviewing dan dockage probably yeah it was i really liked his idea where he was like look if you get caught and not minor violation i don't know what his idea was but i don't think it should be minor violations but any kind of serious violation the coach should just be banned from ever coaching the ncaa again Damn, that's that's pretty that's pretty harsh. I mean, for a serious, uh, not a minor thing, but I think for a serious thing, I think it because what he was saying was, you know, as a college basketball coach, um, there's no like incentive not to cheat. Yeah, no, it's because you get away with it and you win. Um, and you know, if you have any kind of punishments, like you said, it's all past punishments. Yeah, there's there's really no reason for them not to try to cheat. So if you said, well, you'll never be able to coach in the NCAA again, uh, his point was like, I bet a lot of them will stop cheating. Because... I think Dan Dockett was just saying that because he got coached or he got, he got fired so many places. That's a good point. That That's actually true. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, like, well, you know what? They shouldn't no coach because coach. I can't coach. <laughs> they shouldn't even play. Uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, – I mean, it's the speed limit set at 70 and everybody's going 77 – and the NCAA is just going to catch that person that goes 80 or something. I don't know. Or they'll catch this person that's going 75 in the pack at back. Well, does it not 
I don't know. It it always seems like the very top dogs in every sport never gets even mentioned or threatened of an investigation. I know Louisville is a pretty big uh, basketball school. I, don't know. I think that's just a myth because USC got got smacked in football. Um, Alabama got smacked back when, before Saban was there. I think people well, just that like doesn't, to think that Alabama wasn't shit before Saban got there. Bear Bryant. I mean, there were definitely. Dude, that was so long ago. That was black and white when people wore goddamn they were still, checkered they were still, fedoras. No, I'm saying they, it had been a while since they were great, but they were still one of the blue blood programs. I'd say, kind of like Tennessee. I don't know. They were down. garbage. Well, okay, they're yeah. Tennessee's a good example. Would you consider Tennessee a blue blood program? If they got in trouble for pain players, would you be like, "Whoa, that's a game changer," or would you be like, "Yeah, they haven't been good for so long. Doesn't really matter." I'd say it's a pretty big deal just because of... Well, I guess it's a big deal, but you know what I mean. It's different if Alabama... I'm just uh, saying it's... it's Well, Alabama's the way they are because they're so good at cheating. And that I think that's what makes the good programs better than the not good programs. Is, And that's the reason why Ole Miss got caught. It's because they just weren't good at cheating. <laughs> I know, but uh, to, your, basketball to, your point, when, basketball. to your point, when you were saying that uh, Ole Miss was getting in trouble for... Uh, paying a player or offering to pay a player, but he didn't even go to Ole Miss. Where did he end up going? Mississippi State. He went to Mississippi State. Okay, so that just goes to show, like, <laughs> that should be a perfect example of every other school is paying players. Well, yeah, and don't even get me started on this because it it's absolutely no sense. But, yeah, no, that, that just goes to the point. It's just it's, So you think if no we sense. can figure this out, the NCAA knows, and they can't do anything about it? You know, do they really want to take down the top programs or, you know, or do they just like to grab one program every once in a while to make an example? I think that's probably what what it's more close to. And I don't think it's to scare the other schools. I don't think the other schools are scared. I think it's just to make us feel better, like they're actually doing something. Yeah, they got to keep that, that amateurism tag. Yeah, all the while the FBI is having to investigate now. Mm-hmm garbage yeah the NCAA is like oh this is terrible it's like you've been knowing this has been going on forever so um, the FBI is investigating so you brought up Texas Wesleyan baseball earlier what's going on there yeah let me pull up (laughs) it's pretty hilarious let me pull up the exact um the exact letter Texas Wesleyan University coach his name is Mike Jeffcoat yeah everybody knows Jeffcoat I think he played I think he played it's literally spelled Jeffcoat, too. That's crazy. What's that? It's literally spelled Jeffcoat. You weren't trying to, like, read that. That's It's spelled Jeffcoat. One word. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't know why I can't. I'm just going to pull up. Someone tagged me on Instagram. Um, essentially, it was about a Colorado recruit. Yeah. Um, some baseball recruit. And I guess he was interested in Texas Wesleyan. I don't know much about their baseball program, but... The coach responded to him and said, Hi, Gavin. Thanks for your interest in our program. Unfortunately, we are not recruiting players from the state of Colorado. Okay, that's fine. You know, They can choose to recruit states from whatever they want. They can probably just choose to recruit Texas if they wanted. And then he continues, In the past, players have, not, or players have had trouble passing our drug test. We have made a decision to not take a chance on student-athletes from your state. You can thank your liberal politicians. Best yeah. of luck wherever you decide to play. <laughs> That's a wild. Oh, buddy. It's just, it's wild. Okay, this is Texas Wesleyan we're talking about, though. Yeah. 
I guess people are like freaking out because they read it in the news and they're from other like parts of the country. But um, I don't know. It's Texas Wesleyan. It's it doesn't really surprise me. No, I mean it's a small private school in Fort Worth. It's it, yeah. It's honestly one of the least surprising things. Right. I'd be more surprised if they took a pot smoking kid from Colorado. I'd be like, wow, they got a pretty soft PC liberal coach out there. Um, I think that's yeah. I think that's just a a, a way to um to not recruit this kid because he sucks. Right. Why did he like, get where's, fired? Like, shit. Where's he from? Uh, Colorado. Oh, don't they smoke pot up there? <laughs> yeah, let's just say that. <laughs> Why did he get fired for that? He got fired. Well, I, that's what it says. Maybe coach fired. Have they been bad for a while? <laughs> yeah, that's got to be it. I never hear about them. Yeah, it says uh, coach fired for rejecting recruit over pot laws. Thank your liberal politics. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, <laughs> this makes no sense. I, yeah, I just the whole thing is kind of weird. Uh, the and they're eleven and two this year. Really? They're wow, pretty, they're pretty good. They went four. They went forty-seven and fifteen last year. They're actually a really good program. Holy shit! They fired that coach because of saying that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, what do they think people are going to start protesting Texas Wesleyan? No one really cares. They just thought it was kind of. They just thought it was stupid. No, nobody gives a shit. Like, okay, yeah, he should have never ended with thank your liberal politicians. Like, that, that was, was a bad move. <laughs> that was a bad move. I think everything in that letter was good up until you read that part, and I was like, ooh, that was the that was the one. Yeah, if he if he omitted that one sentence, I think people would would laugh at it and be like, oh, that's just that funny Texas guy. He's just scared of pot. Yeah, um, and, and I mean, it's not it's his decision, you know. He's yeah, like, obviously, look, uh, you know, we just don't want to. We don't know. Maybe there. maybe he's tried to recruit Colorado players in the past, and all ten have failed drug tests. It's like, well, why would I even risk it? I mean, that probably is true. Like, I I feel like him writing that was probably accurate, but you know, he had to throw in the liberal politics. <laughs> he um, must have been, been having a bad day. Yeah, and isn't Colorado like still? Uh, Majority rural, which means they're still majority Republican. I don't know the exact number on that, but I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely more rural than than city. To be fair, though, Colorado Republican is more like a libertarian compared to the conservative Texan, for sure. So that's a little bit different. Anyway, the semantics. Um, yeah, interesting, interesting move from Texas Wesleyan. Uh, even more interesting that they actually fired him. I think that was probably a bad move on. Uh, on their part yeah maybe they're just so confident in the i don't know their baseball ability that mm, they shouldn't they be. just think that anybody can come coach this team i don't know it's gonna, maybe we should actually keep up with them now there's yeah right there's too many good baseball schools in texas like the fact that they were able to compete um that highly is impressive there's a lot of good baseball schools in texas and then there's smu without a baseball team the you want SMU to over baseball for a little bit. The SMU bar stool, by the way, was talking about how they're like, since we don't have a team, uh, y'all suggest who we should cheer for for baseball season. I was like, dear God, just get a damn baseball team. What's wrong with that school? You you said you were going to talk about American. So I want to talk about American. Basketball? I was I was talking about baseball, but yeah, I'm I'm down to talk about baseball too. I mean, whatever. Yeah, uh, we can talk baseball if you had something to say about baseball, but I definitely want to talk American for a little bit. Well, I just don't know if you're scared that um, about Houston season because 
What? If you look what? at the latest, if you look at the RPI, um, I'm going down the list and I don't see Houston. Where are they? Let's do a little control F action. Ooh, Houston is ranked 262nd in RPI. Really? In the early season in baseball. 262nd out of 294. That's that's not a good um, outlook for the season. And then, meanwhile, Ole Miss is number three. And then, you mm-hmm. know, rounding out the top five, you got Northeastern at four and BYU at five. Uh, so the RPI obviously doing a great job of ranking teams early on in the year. Um, BYU fell from their number one spot. You know, five and three, just quality season. Well, I know RPI that you, is a great metric this this early. I know U of H just keeps jacking up homers, so I think that's all that matters. Uh, when you know, when when the day ends, that's all that matters. You just need to rip some homers. No, obviously, RPI this early in the season makes absolutely no sense. If I go down the top ten, uh, ten is Eastern Illinois at four and two. Uh, nine is Florida Atlantic. Eight is UConn at four and two. Um, seven Vanderbilt. Illinois State is at six at three and three. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Who would they be? Um, Illinois State with huge wins over Arkansas State and Tennessee Tech. So yeah, the RPI, great metric, putting Houston all the way down at 262. Well, you know what? We're going to get our chance to prove it to you and that stupid metric because we're playing number six Kentucky today. Uh, yeah, I was about to say. And then the, uh, tomorrow, that... yeah, tomorrow we got number 21 Mississippi State. And then the next day, or all, yeah, the next day we have number five Vanderbilt. So mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> I, I think we're going to see how good we are, five, six, and 21. Mm-hmm. That's going to stay without a head coach. Yeah, that's true. We'll see. I think we're going to win every single game. Uh, I also think... And probably get, win the cultural series, but that's that's just my opinion. It's been a busy week of leaks for us. Didn't we get the screenshots of Andy Canizaro's text with his mistress? mistress? Did we? I thought they got sent to you, but I might have them on my phone, so we might have to tweet that out too. Okay, we'll have to tweet that out as well. Okay, what what basketball did you want to talk about the American... Well, no, I was just thinking, I'm, I'm feeling good about the American Conference right now. Um, I am as well. UCF almost beat Wichita State last night, though. That was, I was going to say, I don't feel good about Wichita State. They have, this whole season, they have they've like are super on, and then they're kind of off, and it's weird. Yeah, I know they're, they're 24-5. and five. They got that close win in overtime against UCF, which was just a wild ending. Um, and then they got Cincinnati, which is going to be a huge game Sunday. It's Wichita State's senior nights at home, and they have... What they have seven seniors, so this is going to be a pretty emotional night for them. 
you know, don't be surprised if they win, which would be a pretty big upset for Cincinnati trying to get like a two or three seed right now. But no, I don't feel good about Wichita State's prospect in the tournament because in the past, the Greg Marshall Wichita State teams that go far are the ones that are led by defense. Historically, the mm, um, interesting point. Historically, the Shockers are like a top ten, top twenty defensive team. Even in in twenty sixteen, um, when they went really far in the tournament, I can't remember exactly how far they had the number one defense. This year, they have the hundredth defense. This is the first time. Ooh since Greg Marshall got here in 2008 that they've been this bad at defense. And so, um, you know, don't be, don't be listening to, to all the guys come March, or I guess it is March, come bracketology season when they're saying Wichita State's that, that mid-major team to look out for. I don't know, not so fast. Their, their defense is not going to be able to hold up against some of the elite offenses in the tournament, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, the conference definitely has – it seemed a lot more uh, deep or competitive throughout early on in the season, but it is just topped out with like just top heavy Cincinnati, Wichita State, and Houston. Yeah, at this point, I think those are the only three teams that are going to make it, which is yeah. not bad because I think Houston and Cincinnati are going to fare well. I think they could make deep runs. Um, I'm really feeling good about Houston the way I've been playing. Yeah, except well, for that loss they lost Memphis. Yeah, that Memphis loss was stupid. But they were Memphis was hitting it, man. They were on fire. Everything they were throwing up was just buckets. So sometimes, like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, um, I know those are gonna happen. But you gotta feel good about Rob Gray, dude. You know, Rob senior, Gray, senior point guard. Dude, he's a he's killing it. And he's like our Greg Ward the, Jr. for basketball. Yeah, they've got the deepest play against anybody. Um, and then, like I said, you got that that senior led offense. What kind of worries me is that their front court is two six six guys. So I don't know exactly. They're really good at rebounding, which right. Maybe I just haven't watched enough. No, they but, are. That's like the thing. Yeah. But two like their center and power forward are both six foot six. I know uh, Brayon uh, Brady is their backup center. He's some monster. But I was looking up uh, Nurazana. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. Nura, Nurazana. I don't know. He's the starting center for Houston. He's six foot six, and he looks like freaking Ed Oliver. I think he could play defensive tackle. No, that's kind of their thing. They just get those rebounds. Like that's that's what they do. Um, it's they've been a fun team to watch. So we'll see, we'll see. I just I have that uh, Houston Cougar fan in me, which knows that the second I get hopeful, because I'm like, wow, we're finally making the tournament. It it's been like eight years. And then we're going to get knocked out in the first round by some, like, shitty school or, you know. No, I feel, I feel good about Houston at least making it to um, the second weekend. I just, not the second weekend, but at least to the second round. I just want to make it to the Sweet 16. Yeah, so that'd be the second weekend. We'll yeah, see if that would, that would make me – I think I would be, like, satisfied with that. And anything past that is where I'd be like, oh, hell yeah, we're making a run. But if we can make it to the Sweet 16, I think I'll be satisfied with the whole season and be like, man, that was a fun season. Like, we made it all the way to the Sweet 16. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think Cincinnati and Houston both have a pretty good chance to make it to the Sweet 16. Cincinnati? Yeah, I feel a little bit better about Cincinnati. I know Houston beat Cincinnati, but yeah, I just think Cincinnati's I think, defense is, is better. I think Cincinnati's going to make it at least to the Elite Eight. Yeah, they're another, they're another case where they've got those seniors um, – you know Kyle Washington, Gary Clark, and then Jacob Evans Jr. They just they're they're experienced, they're well coached, and their defenses. With if Virginia wasn't a team, I think they'd have the best defense <laughs> in the country. 
That's a good point. If Virginia wasn't a school, if uh, Thomas Jefferson never lived, never created Monticello, then Cincinnati, they'd be uh, running shit right now in basketball. Yeah. And I know, I know it's it's a common thing to say this year that there's no great teams, and I haven't done enough digging to to realize if that's actually substantiated. But it's, it's hard to ignore how historically good Virginia's defense is. Um, that Who's win against Pitt. People are saying there's no great teams. Yeah, and I feel like this is kind of the common theme every year around this time. It's like, oh, this is the, just the nostalgia thing. It's you think about right. the, the old days when teams were apparently better than they are now. <laughs> yeah, somehow. More athletic, even though. But it's always around this time. It's like, evolution. oh, the, the bubble's very bubble's super weak this year. Uh, there's no like great teams. It's just going to be a whole bunch of mediocre teams. Um, and I, I don't know where that comes from. Yeah, but it's weird. You know, Virginia's defense is just clobbering teams. That pit game <laughs> where they scored. Oh my god! They scored nine points in the first half. Uh, no, seven points in the first half. Did you uh, see- just suffocated them? Um, did you see the Houston ECU game though? Yeah, similar, very similar theme. <laughs> that was great. That was great. But before before I move off Virginia, I think that, that was game against. Well, at, I, I know the final score was one hundred nine fifty eight, but halftime it was like thirteen to sixty nine, and uh, the ECU Barstool Twitter account was like, "I knew we shouldn't have gone for two before half." <laughs> <laughs> that was great, man. They, yeah, they a, ECU is they had a good not sense of humor a... about it competitive basketball program. Yeah, they pretty much just acknowledged that. They're like, we know. <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, the Virginia-Louisville game last night was amazing. If you're a Virginia fan. If you're a Louisville fan, you might want to kill yourself. They were up four points with under a second left. And somehow Virginia found a way to, to win it. I would say there's a lot of uh, cases where I'd probably want to kill myself if I was a Louisville fan. Yeah, that's true. It's been a bad. It's been about a couple months. If you're a Louisville fan, been been about a couple years. Um, you know, Virginia pulls up a three, gets fouled <clears throat> with one, with point nine seconds left. Uh, the guy sinks two at the line, and then Louisville on the inbounds. All you have to do is just inbound the ball. You could throw it across the court, <laughs> and as long as just someone touches the ball and the right. clock starts, then that's game. But their guy tries to run down the baseline to to find an open man, which is a penalty. He can't run down the baseline. And so Virginia gets the ball back with 0.9 seconds left, throws it to the three-point line, and uh, I think it was Ty Jerome just threw a ball up. He barely even touched it and just tossed it up and banked off the uh, backboard, and they won. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I saw the highlights. Pretty much all the highlights was just, like, each sequence of them scoring to make their comeback. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was pretty wild. That's and just... Virginia just doing Virginia things. They're building another program it's like their best players are sophomores damn um, yeah they're returning they're gonna be returning you know pretty much the bulk of their team next year and looks like they're just gonna keep this thing going well yeah that's that's a good point um not to mention they're gonna lose in the second round what <laughs> i don't know i just i feel like it's kind of hard when you're so limited on offense it's gonna be it they'll they'll destroy the first round because the first round won't be able to score on them but i think once they play some kind of, like, I'm trying to think, like a TCU where they just got a really good offense and enough defense. Houston it's, Cougars. It's gonna be. It's gonna come down to like fouls and stuff, and I just don't think they're they're set for the tournament. I just don't think they're set for the Houston Cougars. But you know, every time I think of uh, Charlottesville, Virginia, I think of KKK and basketball. So 
They're just yeah, becoming. Charlotte's really showing that they have good defense. Yeah, this year they're becoming a tradition for racism in basketball. Mm-hmm. Go, they go hand in hand. Uh, do you want to move on to our conference allegiance? For sure. Okay, let's get into it. All right, you want me to start out? Go for it. All right, uh, I'm going to do the same order that we always do, just because I'm boring. I don't want to mix it up. Okay, I'll start out with the Big East with Creighton. Uh, the Blue Jays have shot up through the conference rankings with a 89-83 and 83 win over number four Villanova on Sunday. Now they have a 21-9 and overall and 10-7 and conference record. With one game left against Marquette this Saturday, Creighton can redeem their loss to them a few weeks ago and solidify their three spot for the tournament. Awesome. Sticking in the Big East, the Providence Friars uh, have really kind of shot themselves in the foot. They've lost, let's see, four of the last six. That's a good and one. All and all they really needed to do was kind of sail out the rest of the season without blowing up, and that's exactly what they've done. Um, put themselves firmly back in the bubble. They really need a win against St. John's this Saturday um, to really kind of solidify their spot or make some kind of run in the Big East tournament. Um, so right Which now they're impossible. sitting, yeah, they're sitting at let's see, in like fifth place in the Big East. Um, you know, it's it's a really strong year for the Big East, so they could get like five or six teams in, in the tournament. Um, but at nineteen and twelve, you're not guaranteed anything. So. You think they're going to get five or six teams in the tournament? Out of the Big East? Yeah. Let me let me look. No way. I say four. They're, see, I think, Xavier, Villanova, Creighton, right? They'll Butler, get four, Seton Hall. You think Butler and Seton Hall are both going in? Let's see what the bracketology. Yeah, Butler's at a nine seed right now, projected, um, and Seton Hall is projected at an eight seed. All right, I guess I'm crazy. Providence is running right the bubble, um, so there's no way Providence is getting in. Sorry. <laughs> look, I mean they're sitting right on the bubble, so if, if right. Kyron Cartwright can can lead them to a big. What's win their overall record? Nineteen and twelve. Uh, with win, they they beat Villanova, Butler, Creighton, and and Xavier. So that's yeah, pretty good resume. Yeah, I guess when you get to play them twice though in one year. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. So so a win over St. John's, which should happen at home against a kind of a down St. John's after they they went on that insane run, they started to, to fall off a little bit. Uh, so yeah, a win over them, you put them at twenty wins, and then maybe get a win or two in the Big East tournaments, and you should be in. But it's not as comfortable as it was, you know, a couple weeks ago. Does the tournament have a, any effect on seeding or if you're going to get in uh, other than winning the tournament? Very, very minimal. Right. Um, I know that I, they try to limit that, right? Yeah, they try. I think it's just personal biases. biases, And I think the committee tries to keep those out as much as possible. It's just kind of hard to because we all have inherent biases. And right. so if you see a team get some huge win... On the tournament, it's kind of hard not to factor that in. But no, they're, they're supposed to not have pretty much any effect. Yeah, because that's what I always thought. It was supposed to just be based on your regular season or if you won the tournament and you weren't already going to get in. Yeah, exactly. So, But I guess rules are different for the Big East. Um, Ivy League, Cornell. You ever heard of it? They have moved all the way up to fourth to last in the conference since we last spoke. I just want to mention that. They were last last in the conference, then second to last in the conference. Now they are fourth to last in the conference. So, are we looking at 
are we looking at some kind of you know surprise run here for Cornell? I, I'm going to put all my money on Cornell winning the Ivy League and making the tournament. So you should too, listeners. Uh, they took down Princeton and Brown, the conference record of five and seven, and an overall record of eleven and fourteen, which is just further proves how bad the Ivy League is. <laughs> like that's that's terrible. The Big Red plays Harvard tomorrow and Dartmouth as their last conference game this Saturday. Oh no, mm-hmm. Harvard today. It's Harvard today. My bad. The, yeah, they're playing Harvard today and then Dartmouth Saturday. So I just want to let you know uh, on a little secret about the Ivy League is that Cornell is actually their season's over because only four teams get into the tournament. So oh, I guess actually, are, are you serious? Well, actually, they're they're still sitting tied for fourth somehow at five and seven. So well, if they I, I if they beat Harvard and Dartmouth, they'll probably be they might be in. Exactly. Yeah. So they just get their foot in the door, and then the tournament starts on the tenth of March. I want to say, and yeah, it's just a four team tournament. That's so um, stupid. The Ivy League's so dumb for being smart schools. They're dummies. <laughs> yeah. So on to uh, Penn. The Quakers are sitting pretty at let's see what's their conference record, eleven and one. So yeah, they're they're kind of running the table this year. What's their overall record? Uh, 22 and 8. That's not bad, actually. Um, they don't have actually any wins that are impressive at all if you look in their entire season. Uh, I think their best win may be against Dayton. Or actually, the Harvard game was probably their, their biggest one. Yeah. They just beat Harvard. Uh, but but non conference, you're saying it was Dayton? Yeah, the non conference, they only played. There was only one did they team. Play them on, did they play them in hockey or something? Because Dayton's only good at <laughs> hockey. They only played one team in the top 150, and it was Villanova. They got smacked on the road. <laughs> okay. Um, God, so yeah, so just... Penn is going to be yeah, Penn's going to be the team that kind of runs the tournament and Not then true. gets to the gets to the NCAA tournament as like a 14 seed and just gets eliminated. Um, annihilated by some three seed like kansas or something we may not get a cinderella story in march madness this year but we can get an ivy league cinderella story and that'll be cornell you ever heard of it yeah if cornell makes it then you got to be a little scared of them because they're on a run yep uh missouri valley mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner hi i'm maria and i'm mike and we're team ready black hills energy knows your home is where your heart is so they want you to be ready it's all about keeping you safe prepared and making your home as energy efficient as possible everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather be ready for anything go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready Illinois State, the Redbirds have stayed fourth in the conference for a while now with a 10 and 8 record and 16 and 14 overall record. They just lost to Loyola 68-61 Saturday uh, and seeded third in the Missouri Valley tournament to face off against six seed Indiana State tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So their tournament starting tomorrow or no today? I keep saying tomorrow. Yeah, I was about to say no. They already the tournament already started. Oh really? Okay. Well, yeah, their first their first games today. I think it's, let me see, I think it's double elimination maybe. 
Oh uh, no, no, yeah, their their first game is today, so they must get a bye. Yeah, they probably well they're they're seated third, so. Yeah, so loyal Chicago is killing it. Um, I've been on you know, they're they're gonna get they're gonna get the auto bid because they're gonna kill in the tournament, but they're gonna get in as an at large probably even if they didn't win the tournament. Um, you saying? They're having an amazing year. Yeah, they beat Florida, so that was a huge resume win. Um, they're twenty five and five, which is you know that's that's hard wow, to argue. That with. is really good actually. Uh, that's not my team, unfortunately. My yeah. team is <laughs> Missouri State Bears, Ew. and um, they did win their first round game against Valparaiso. Okay, uh, there so you go. just slowly building. They play Southern Illinois uh, today, so I'll keep a close eye on that. Let's see if uh, we'll see if Paul Lesk can can lead his team to a um, a conference championship. All right, moving on to the West Coast. I got San Diego. Uh, they have slipped throughout the year. Now they are fifth in the conference with a nine and nine record, eighteen and twelve overall. They finished off their regular season. The 64-61 win over San Francisco, and they're seeded six to face off against three-seed BYU. Uh, San Diego is one and one against BYU this year, and the most recent game was a victory for them. So I think it's definitely a potential for an upset game in the tournament. Oh yeah, I think so. I'm gonna call it right now. I think San Diego is gonna beat BYU. BYU had a good year until they kind of started falling apart. That yeah. loss against San Diego is probably yep. what did it for them. Yeah. Well, actually, the, the loss against Loyola and Marymount, um, you know, if you if you remove those two losses, San, or BYU's probably in the tournament pretty safe. Right. I thought they were going to be, um, but they've been slipping. So, be, so, I'm telling you, I think San Diego's got this one. Got to be disappointing. I don't think they're yeah. going to win the tournament, but I think they're going to get past uh, round Winning one. Winning the tournament's really their only chance. Right, so it is. Gotta, I don't think that's going to happen, but I think they're, they will win their last game against BYU. Uh, speaking about a team that's that's safely in the tournament, the uh, the St. Mary's Gales, the Gals, are uh, just you know Hello. still riding the back of of Jock Mandel. They've been they coasted ever since that loss against San Francisco, um, playing some some nobodies, Portland, Pepperdine, Santa Clara, win win win. Uh, I don't think they're scheduled to play anybody right now because it's they've got a bye, so they're they're kind of waiting to see who they're going to play. Could be San Diego if they win, um, or could be I don't know I don't know who they're gonna play. You know? That's true. Could be San Diego. Um, yeah, interesting. We'll see. But yeah, they're, they're, let's see what let's see what their projected seed is. Wow, they fell ten seed. Hmm. Holy shit! What the that f- loss against San Francisco was, was huge. They oh really did God. not need to do that. That's bad. Um, moving on to the Colonial, I got UNTW with a seven and eleven conference record and a fairly poor end of the season performance my Wilmington Seahawks have continued to climb the conference ladder from the bottom all the way to the middle so they have gone from like the worst team kind of like Cornell and they've climbed their way all the way up with the 10 and 20 overall record wow that's bad the Seahawks have landed a six seed and will face off against your I think the your Hofstra Hofstra. Pride. yep three yeah. seed Hofstra uh, they're one and one against the Pride this season, but apparently all they have to do is just let the rest of the conference kind of beat themselves into submission, and they'll automatically keep succeeding without actually having to succeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what, because I mean, the fact that they have continued to lose, their overall record is ten and twenty with a seven eleven conference record, and they somehow have continuously climbed each week in conference. Still kind of. Just shows how bad the rest of the conference has been. Yeah, no, 
Colonial's having a weird year. Yeah. Uh, everybody's just kind of bleh. Like, the first place team is 21 and 9, which is not usual for a mid major conference like this. A first place team, too. Yeah, that would be like that's, a that's second place yeah. team competing for it. Yeah, yeah. So, College of Charleston is uh, actually in second place uh, at 23 and 7. So, it'll be an interesting race. I've honestly got uh, quite a bit of, of faith in my Hofstra Pride to win the tournament. I know they're a three seed. But don't be surprised if Justin Wright Foreman, you know, their their junior point guard, um, leads them to the uh, the conference tournament. Obviously, leads them all the way through and upsets Northeastern for the championship. Okay, uh, let's move on to my favorite one to talk about: Summit League. I have the real SDSU. Jackrabbits have solidified their place at the top of the Summit League with a seventy-six. To 72 victory over USD last Thursday. The U, they have they are seeded first in the Summit League tournament, obviously, against eight with uh, Western Illinois. So I guess they don't have buys in this one. That's interesting. Uh, that'll be Saturday, and we'll almost certainly shoot straight to the finals of the tournament because like nobody's good enough to beat them. Junior forward Mike. Daum, D-A-U-M. That's the most, like, the guy's definitely a white Midwesterner. Mike Daum, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's been leading in pretty much everything from points per game to uh, Bliff Tannen look-alike from Back to the Future, because look that dude up. He is... Yeah, no, he he's a he's a sniper from three, too. Well, that, he looks like team... he looks like the villain in Back to the Future. He looks like the bully. Like, that. he is the bully from Back to the Future. Yeah, actually, South Dakota State's the team that you don't want to face in the first round of the tournament, because... Their starting point guard and starting shooting guard are just absolute snipers. By the way, have you, actually, have no, you, Mike Don plays center. Damn, he's a stretch center. I was going to say, I think he's actually a big man. But um, have you looked up these players from South Dakota State yet? Don't look them up if you haven't. I wanted to play the I wanted to play the guess their race with you real quick. Okay. Okay, so you already know Mike Dom, Mike Dam, Duom. Mm-hmm. What about Reed Tellinghausen? White. Okay. What about Skyler Flatten? White. Nope, wrong. Boom! You're racist. That, that's as far as I want to go. You're racist. So. It's a lose-lose. Exactly. You're a racist. That's. But that's the most like Midwest. And not Midwest. People people get confused when I say Midwest. I mean the Great Plains, I should specify. Because if you live in that area, you just say the Midwest. Up there, it's like the Great Plains. Like Iowa, South Dakota, North Dakota, Minnesota, Kansas. Yeah. That's a very Great Plains black guy name. Skyler. Mm-hmm. So, to, to be fair for all the listeners, I would have guessed the same thing. But, Jay's a racist and I'm not. That's That was my point. Okay, who do you got for the Summit League? Fort Wayne, maybe. Oh, yeah. The Macedons. Yeah. The Macedons. They're playing North Dakota State in the tournament on Sunday. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't have too much confidence in them. I think they are the third best team in the conference. Really? Uh, yeah, they're fourth in standings, but I think they're better than Denver. Uh, and, so yeah, they, they should make it. They could make it to the championship if they just upset uh, South Dakota or SDSU. That won't happen. Um, I know Bryson Scott. That senior, that captain, point guard. Um, so he's really the only hope. Here's a, really, here's a good yeah, question. Um, let's say SCSU doesn't make it or doesn't win the conference tournament. Do they still make the tournament? I wouldn't think so. They're that, twenty-five and six. That's crazy. But they don't. 
they don't have any big wins. Um, okay. I'm trying to look down their schedule. They did beat Iowa and Buffalo, which were good. Can you um, imagine? Like, that would suck. Like, the whole – all chances you have just ride and or die on the, the fact that you have to win your conference tournament. And I know for a lot of schools it's like that, but it's a little bit different when you've been by far the best team in the conference all season. Like, nobody has taken that spot from you all season. Uh, and you still have to, like, just hope that you don't get upset in the, in the conference. For sure, yeah. No, that it does would, suck. That would be terrible. Ugh. We're talking about SDSU, right? Or South Dakota? SDSU, the real South Dakota. Yeah, they, I mean, they, they give themselves chances. I give them credit for that. They played Kansas. They played Wichita State. Um, they've lost both those games, but you know you have to you have to schedule those games just to so, get a chance. So they're trying to pick other like white schools in the in the Midwest, and they're like, okay, similar style of play. We might have a chance here. We <laughs> well, we can't Kansas take any of the southern schools with real athletes because we know we'll get blown out. But Kansas has southern athletes actually. They're two best players. One's okay. from Raleigh, North Carolina, and one's from Mississippi. God damn, <laughs> they really did pick some southern. Athletes. Holy shit. All right, good for those kids. I don't know uh, what they were thinking. All right, um, moving on to, let's see, where, where are we at? The WAC. Let's go to the WAC. Another one of my favorites to talk about. New Mexico State. Not mo- not much else to say about my Aggies other than they're definitely the best team in the conference, sitting 24-5 and overall, 11-2 and in the conference. They did finally take a conference loss by going on a two-game losing streak to Utah Valley and Seattle. Um, but... More importantly, I'd like to discuss Chicago State for a minute. Um, have Can we you talk looked... about New Mexico State real quick? Uh, be a lot more fun as a to talk whole, about as their, their entire athletic program. I just want to. No, I let's wanna... get let's. Okay, fine. Dive into it. Go. I just wanted to pay my respects really quick. New Mexico State killing it on the basketball floor. Made their first bowl game in what 150 thousand years and won it. Yeah, it was roughly 150. 000. And their baseball team is averaging nine thousand runs a game. Um, actually, they're they're averaging 15.1 runs a game. I know it's only like two weeks in, but that would destroy the the current record. Um, they they averaged, like I said, 15.1 runs per game. They scored 39 runs in a game last week, and then they scored 24 in the first game. 13. They're just absolutely killing on the diamond. Um, so just respect to New Mexico State. I don't know what's going on with their athletic program, but they're pretty much killing every sport. Yeah, and I just want to mention that I've kind of been on that train for a while now. So, you know, anybody else that starts to cheer for them, you're just a bandwagon fan. But thank you for paying your respect. Okay, but more importantly, I want to talk about Chicago State. Do you know about this school? What about them? Okay. They're terrible. Okay. So, yeah, first of all... They're probably the worst team in the country. Clearly, they're the odd team out in the Western Athletic Conference, being in Chicago, Illinois. Oh, yeah. Like, they would obviously fit better. Yeah, they'd fit better in, like, Missouri Valley, right? Um, Second, their logo looks like something straight out of the NCAA basketball team creator on, like, a video game. Um, But most importantly, they have to be the worst team in college basketball, like you were saying. They're they're 2-28 overall record. And zero and thirteen conference record in the whack. They're in the whack and they can't win a single game. Their only wins were over Silver Lake and East West University, which I'm not. I'm not totally convinced is even a real school. <laughs> East West's mascot is literally the Phantoms. Do you I know what they are real? I think that's that's like. Um, Do how, you know what was that? What was that movie where they just created the university so they could tell their parents that they're going to school? Yeah, South. It's like, it's like Chicago State needed a win. 
And so they just created this fault, this faulty East school. East West University. And they called it East West. They're, and then they made like a website for it. And no one watched the game, so they didn't have anybody to, to prove it. Well, their nickname is the Phantoms. If you That's Google, true. I think we're on to it. If you Google Phantom definition, the two first definitions that will pop up will say a ghost or figment of your imagination. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, let's that. look at the. I mean, let's just, look at. I've got the roster up here. These guys look made up. <laughs> Sherman Carter. Okay. Calvin Brooks. Get the fuck out of here, Calvin Brooks. Your fake Lorenzo Dewberry. There's no way that's that's a real name. That guy might be real. <laughs> that one guy. He showed up and it was a fake school, kind of like in the Tyson, movie. Tyshawn Smallwood. <laughs> Where is this school? Is that? I have no thing? idea. I'm telling you. East West University is in Chicago. Uh, I'm looking at their campus. It's just a building. <laughs> it's what? a building in downtown Chicago. Dude, I'm looking at their their website, which I swear was made just with like HTML. Um, I think you might be right that that uh, they just created this school because I'm looking at the the photo, the team photo. And I'm pretty sure they just went to, like, a local YMCA or rec center in Chicago and saw a bunch of kids playing basketball. And they're like, hey, can you all stand together for a second? And they're like, yeah, why? And they took a picture and they're like, all right, thanks. Yeah, I'm looking at that, too. They are they look like they're, like, 14. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that's at a YMCA. Well, they definitely don't play. They don't have a court. Right. They've got to so, play games the road. That's what I'm saying. I think this is a YMCA that they're taking photos think- at. You have to win a game every year, probably to stay D one or something. There's got to be some rule, and so Chicago State looked at their roster. Their head coach Tracy Diddley uh, looked at their roster. Was like, we're not going to win a game, and so he called <laughs> up he called up some kind of donor and was like, hey, can you create this school just so we don't get relegated down to hell? Yeah, and it's like, all right, what do you need me to do? And then they just put together this team. They um, like really not looked, much because no one's going to look into this because we're so bad. I'm looking at the box score. You gotta be pretty embarrassed if you're Chicago State that you actually let them score 65 points on you. Oh, that's a good point. Um, I know so, that they killed them, 113 to 65. Like that's not even close. But East West, we still. gotta look more into this school. All right, let's let's keep moving though. Um, Southern uh, UNCG after three game win streak, my Spartans have officially. Yo, I didn't even I didn't even go over my team. Oh, uh, okay. All right, hurry up and go. Grand Canyon. The future of college basketball, Grand Canyon Antelopes. These guys, they have slipped so much. I don't even, I can't even locate them on a map anymore. For real, did you did you know about Grand Canyon before this year? Yeah, because of the online commercials. I didn't know they had a basketball team though. All right, ESPN ran an article talking about Grand Canyon and how they're going to be the future of college basketball. What? I'm telling you, it's crazy, and I'm not totally sold on it, but I could definitely see them becoming more relevant uh, every year because they have so much funding. It's crazy. They, they how like do they have these, so much funding? They have all these donors, and they're just pouring this money into this university. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like this startup. It's like this startup college basketball program that's going to just start booming um, in that conference. So be on the lookout. So um, Grand Canyon, this probably isn't their year, although they're having a pretty good season. You know, the Antelopes have a pretty good defense, pretty stout. But, yeah, no, I think they're playing – as a current, I don't think the conference tournament started. No, no, it hasn't. They have one last game against Cal State Bakersfield. They should win that and go into the tournament with twenty wins. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. They've slipped. 
I'm I'm not I'm not in on them anymore. Um, Southern, we have UNCG after a three-game win streak. My Spartans have officially overtaken East Tennessee State as the best team in the Southern. With 24 and seven overall and 15 and three conference record, their coach was named the SoCo Coach of the Year for taking the one seed on literally the final day of regulation, uh, which was pretty sweet. So we might get to see a bit more of my Spartans this March. Yeah, the uh, the Southern's got a pretty good um, conference race going with UNCG, East Tennessee State, and Furman all pretty tightly yeah. packed. It's there's really no telling who the favorite is out of those three. Obviously, UNCG's up a game or two on each of those schools, but it's going to be pretty competitive the tournament. And it's one of those situations like you were uh, alluding to earlier, where if you don't win the tournament, you're out. Yep. Um, there's no there's no at large for any of these teams, and they've right. all had great seasons. Yeah. Um, I know Steve Forbes at East Tennessee State is kind of like the hot name for the coach. Um, I know Ole Miss is looking at him. Memphis is looking at him. So that might be a factor. You know, maybe they're not going to be super focused. He's focused on other things. Um, so don't be surprised if UNCG wins uh, wins the tourney. Yeah, Memphis I needs, I Memphis needs to get a good coach also. That, that's one school that I'm like, man, why aren't they good at basketball anymore? It's looking like Memphis is going to go after Penny Hardaway. Um, obviously the, the ex uh, NBA legend, but he's also been coaching in the AAU circuit in Memphis the past what decade or something. He's been uh, coaching probably the number one school, if not in the country, at least in the South in that area. Um, they consistently uh, have like top five, top ten athletes on that team. So I think the the thought process for Memphis is even if he can't coach well. He's just going to keep getting those five-star athletes. That's true. And I know it's going to bite me in the ass for me wanting them to be good because then they'll get good and just run and beat our ass every time. But I still, I'd still, i like to see that them be good again. Yeah, and they haven't been good in a while. It's right. Kinda, it's sad. Derrick Rose, I think, that was like the last time they were really good. They're pretty good uh, until Tubby Smith came there a couple years ago. Uh, but the Wofford Terriers, my, my Southern Conference team, uh, you know, good season, 20, 20 and 11. Um but barring a great run in the conference tournament, they are pretty much uh, their season's over. They're playing Mercer uh, tomorrow. I don't really expect them to win, and that'll probably be the end of it. Shout out to a great season for the Wofford Terriers, that huge win over North Carolina, and then um, R.I.P. I think they had another close game somewhere along the line. I don't know. They played Texas Tech <clears throat> pretty close, maybe. Okay. But Fletcher McGee, he's coming back. They're actually there. I look. I like. Wofford next year. Okay. Because all their teams coming back. All right. Uh, moving on, Metro Atlantic, I have Niagara. The Nigerian Purple Niagara Eagles have planted themselves as third in the conference with a 12-6 and six conference record and 19-12 and 12 overall record. As the tournament three seed, they are facing off against the notorious TBD this Saturday. Uh, unranked TBD. Uh, as you mentioned a few weeks ago, senior Matt Scott looked him up, did some investigation, investigative research. He was the third leading scorer in the conference, but he suffered an injury against uh, Iona and has had to sit out their last three games. His status is still day-to-day, but now that the regular season is over, I have a feeling like we won't be seeing any more of Matt not a great way to end your college career. Not good news for the Perp Skirps having to face off against their heated rivals, the TBDs, in the first round. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Uh, my team is Monmouth, but since they're 
just terrible this year. I don't really want to talk about them. Okay. Uh, <laughs> That's fair. Metro Atlantic, I'd rather just go into projecting the uh, the actual NCAA tournament. Because it looks like Tunisius and Ryder are kind of the favorites. Yeah. Um, I guess Niagara could, could slip in there. And if they did no, that, they I don't, don't have. Feel- they don't have Matt Scott. Okay. I, I really don't think they will, and I'm not joking. Okay, so it's pretty much a two. It's pretty much a two man race between Canisius and Ryder. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll they'll probably the winner of that conference tournament will probably be a 14 seed in the tournament, um, and that means they'll be matched up against a three seed. Right. If you look at the three seed projections, it's Auburn, Tennessee, Cincinnati, and West Virginia. I don't like their chances against any of those teams, but I'm also not super scared <laughs> unless it's Cincinnati or West Virginia. I actually, or Tennessee, I guess. Um, I could see I could see Auburn getting upset in the first round. I don't know. Maybe I've, not by Canisius or Ryder, but maybe some other state fourteen seed. I'm pretty sure I mentioned this like weeks ago. I'm just not in on the Metro Atlantic. I don't think they have a single team that's gonna do anything in the tournament. Yeah, I guess for these for these smaller teams you look for one thing that they're super good at, like are they just this amazing three point shooting right, team? Exactly. Play? Something. They um, just have lockdown defense that, you know, these big schools haven't had to actually like deal with yet. But yeah. I guess Canisius has some pretty good three-point shooting. So does, it, does it, anybody have really good rebounding? That'll be a game changer. Rebounding champ. Um, no, yeah, you're pretty much right. Uh, I don't expect any Metro Atlantic teams to do anything. I'm not looking. I don't see any outliers okay. in, uh, in stats. Yeah, especially if there's Ryder not one gets, that's... Ryder gets fouled a lot, which is probably why they um, have played so well. That means they've probably got some athletes that are... Like good at driving to the rim, you know, get fouled. Right. But when they're playing against a defense like Cincinnati or West Virginia, that's not going to be a strength. That's no. going to be probably weakness, honestly. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to a better Atlantic, uh, the Atlantic Ten. We got Davidson. Wildcats are still sitting at third in the conference, becoming the pretty much just because of the outrageous streak that Saint Bonaventure has gone on. Um, they've won 11 straight games, and their most recent win on Tuesday was over my Wildcats, 117 to 113. They even gave Rhode Island their first conference loss, which I did not think would be done. I think I argued with you about that. Uh, so you were right. Their last game is tomorrow against number 17 Rhode Island, and a win could jump them up to the two seed potentially for the tournament uh, because they're only one. They only have one less win than St. Bonaventure. So if St. Bonaventure would have to end their win streak and like lose lose a game. And uh, if Davidson won a game, then they might surpass them. But not mm-hmm. not likely, but it could happen, potentially. So that, that win streak is just outrageous, though, that they're going on. Uh, George Mason's my team. I don't really want to talk about him too much. Because they're kind of irrelevant, right? Uh, they're out. But out in the Atlantic Ten, it's it's pretty competitive at the top with it Rhode is. Island, St. Bonaventure, and Davidson. Exactly. They've um, all beaten each other too, which is crazy. At least two of those teams are going to make the tournament. Rhode Island and St. Bonaventure kind of have locked their spots. I know the Bonnies are kind of on the bubble a little bit, but I think they they should be good. Um, Davidson, it's going to be kind of upsetting because they are one of those teams that has pretty clear strengths that could, uh, you know, be a, a recipe for an upset in the tournament. They just have to make the tournament. Yeah, um, they've got a great offense. They, they could, they they, they well. could make a run in in their conference tournament, and they could. And then that I, would be a situation where if they did win that conference tournament, um, Rhode Island I think is safely in regardless. Well, they're safely in. They're ranked number would, seventeen. I mean, that would boot that would boot Saint Bonaventure out of the tournament. I think um, if, yeah. if Davidson got that win because yeah, that's every that's true. 
every mid-major that isn't projected to make the tournament that does will will knock out a bubble team because right. yep. that's an at-large that has to uh, get Yeah, they're, they're not putting more than two Atlantic 10 teams in. I think they'll put two in, like you mentioned, just because Rhode Island's so good. But, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, like I was saying, like Davidson, I'd like to see if they could make a run. Um, they've had chances this year. They just haven't, haven't capitalized. They don't really have a single big win. And their record's 17-11. Um, they played Nevada, they lost. They played North Carolina, they lost. They played Virginia, they lost. And then they haven't really got any big yeah. conference wins other than the the Bonnies back in in January. So yep. yeah, kind of not this one year where they've they've had opportunities, they just haven't capitalized. Yeah, when in terms of Davidson too, it's kind of disappointing because you're like, I don't know, if it was any other small school, you'd be like, wow, I really hope this team makes it. But it's Davidson. You're like, uh, this actually isn't like very good for Davidson. They can do a lot better than this. Yeah, and I don't feel great about their their season next year just because they're losing Peyton Aldridge, right. which is kind of like everything for them. But they do return, you know, some young guys, John Axel Gudmanson and and Kellen Grady. Um, but yeah, yeah, I I definitely expect two teams out of the Atlantic Ten. Going to be kind of a stretch for Davidson, especially at it'll be a game to watch tonight though. Yeah. Yeah. Probably one of the better games tonight. Yeah. Probably maybe the best game, honestly. Uh, yeah, I, I think that is, actually. Or uh, uh, I think Ohio State plays Penn State, which is... Okay. Um, so I'm going to wrap this episode up with some NCAA Division One men's ice hockey. Be like hockey! Be like hockey! <sighs> Huge news in college hockey. Since we last spoke, Notre Dame has won only one of their last five games and dropped from their solidified one spot all the way down to five. But, I mean, other than that, the rankings have stayed pretty consistent. St. Cloud now is number one, Cornell number two, Minnesota State three, and Denver four. We got some icy, hot Big Ten matchups this weekend. We got number 11, Minnesota, versus number 15, Penn State. Fresh off their win over Notre Dame, we got Michigan State versus number six, Ohio State. We also have the number seven Duluth versus the number fourteen Omaha, and the biggest series of the weekend: two blue blood, heavy hitting hockey schools face off. Goliath versus Goliath, number one Saint Cloud State versus number thirteen North Dakota. So that's a big one. But get ready because March is that weird month of cold that starts to heat up. Just like the NCAA Division One men's ice hockey playoffs are heating up on the ice this month on the 23rd. You like that? Yeah. Uh, for all of our non-diehard hockey listeners that refuse to pay attention to a sport I just started listening to, let me break down how these playoffs work so we can finally get a true understanding. Tournament has four groups of four teams in regional brackets. The four regions are creatively named after their geographic direction. The winner of each region will advance to the Frozen Four, which is, of course, April 5th through the 7th. And this will be the 71st first annual championship, which makes it only eight years younger than men's basketball. So that's pretty pretty interesting. Uh, The regions this year are the East Region in Webster Bank Arena in Bridgeport, Connecticut. West Region in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Shout out, Sioux the Northeast region in Worcester, Massachusetts, and the Midwest region in Allentown, Pennsylvania. It's kind of ironic that they have one called the Midwest region since that's what the entire thing is. 
But yeah, that's college hockey, just so now everybody knows. All right, appreciate the, the updates. You're welcome. I just want to give a quick shout-out to Brett Kinneman, the early favorite for National College Baseball Player of the Year, I think Golden Spikes Award. He is the junior outfielder from North Carolina State. Batting 487 on the year with seven home runs in nine games. Well on pace to shatter that record. I don't expect it to keep up, but damn, seven home runs in nine games is pretty insane. What are, what's their rank right now? North Carolina State, uh, I think like 20-ish. I'm going to look it up because I kind of want to see. I mean, it depends on what ranking you're looking at because Ole Miss ranges from like 7 to 19. It's kind of crazy. What the fuck? U of H is like consistently at like 24, so... D1 baseball, it's kind of what I go off of. They have NC State. Are they even ranked? Damn, that's kind of surprising. No, they're not. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to go ahead and throw my guy into the ring, Joe Davis, Jr. at uh, U of H, obviously. He's from Austin, Texas. Went to Bowie High School. Um, I, I've... I remember this kid coming in as a freshman, and he is just a power hitter. That's all he does. He just drops bombs, and that's what I like to see in my baseball. So, Joe cool. Davis. Uh, yeah. I think the coach's poll had NC State at 25. <laughs> that's terrible. All right. It's going to be, yeah, uh, going to be a good weekend for college baseball with that tournament in Houston. Yeah, it is. It's going to be a good weekend for Houston to go undefeated. So, just watch. It starts today. Uh, All right. Ole Miss is making a, a West Coast road trip. They're, they're heading out to Long Beach. Oh, yeah? Yeah, first. I think their first trip to California since like 20, 2006 or something. Do you know who they're playing or no? They're playing Long Beach. Long oh, Beach. I thought it was a tournament. Okay, got it. No, just a, just a weekend trip. Yeah, if anybody keeps up with our social media, me and Jay were out at uh, Coastal Carolina at a baseball game. Had a good time. Everybody nice follow studies. follow all of our Twitters. Follow all of our Instagrams. Uh, we got that new blog up. Follow that, sharegating.com. Put up a new YouTube video. You know, just go follow everything. Subscribe, follow, do it all. And uh, that's it. That'll do it. Yeah. This is the last time I do an early episode with you. It's horrible. <laughs> all right. Peace. Peace. Where did you go to law school again? I'm just the best goddamn bird lawyer in the world. That's bull bird, man. Filibuster.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 